I am Chef Molly Bravo. I'm here at the Organicopia Kitchen in Santa Cruz Mountains on my homestead. And I am so happy that you're here today to share these recipes with me. I am gonna be making a homemade Greek yogurt in the crock pot. Super easy, kind of time consuming, but well worth it. I'm also gonna be making a homemade magic muesli, some homemade bread, and I think we're gonna finish it off with a nice little green juice in my Jack Lane juicer because I am getting ready to go on a nice trail run today. Let's get started with the yogurt. This is a process, okay, but it's very, very simple. Anyone can do it. It only requires time. We are gonna start with our crock pot and a half a gallon of milk. That is two quarts of milk. This is goat milk, that's what I like to drink, but it, you can use any kind of milk, it doesn't matter. We're gonna pour that directly into the crock pot. And then, in order to start activating our yogurt, we have to use some sort of a live culture. You can either get a culture packaged, you can get it through um, a website or you can just use some yogurt that you get from the store. That'll be the perfect way to start your homemade yogurt. So I have some leftover yogurt from my last batch and I am going to add two tablespoons. Do not add more than two tablespoons. This is all you need to start activating your homemade yogurt. Any more than that and it will not work, I promise you. The ingredients that you're looking for, live cultures that you're looking for inside of yogurt is lactobacillus and thermocilius. Those are the two main ingredients that you should look for inside of pre-packaged yogurt that you are getting from the store. If they don't have those ingredients, do not buy that yogurt and it will not work to make your homemade yogurt. So I'm gonna set this on low. We're gonna slowly bring this up to a boil, or not a boil, but we're gonna bring it up to 185 degrees. Alrighty, you guys, so I have my yogurt setting inside my crock pot. It is going to bring up to temperature to about 185 degrees. It's gonna take a little while, so I am gonna start working on my homemade magic muesli. Muesli is a Swiss style granola, I guess. It is, it typically has a, an oat base. It has all different kinds of nuts and seeds and berries. You can add whatever you want. You can play around with the recipe, but the main thing is, is that you toast it in the oven. 
Okay, so the first step to making homemade muesli, we're gonna add some oats. Don't use steel cut oats. Those are kind of like the grape nuts of the oat world. They're really, really good for you, but you don't wanna use them in this recipe because they will be like eating tiny little pebbles, and I don't think that'll taste so good. So this is two cups of oats. I'm putting this on a little sheet tray. This is two cups of quinoa flakes that I am also adding to the sheet tray. This is a half a cup of macadamia nuts, one cup of California dried apricots, one cup of toasted almonds whole. I used these raw and I just toasted them in the oven for about 15 minutes at 350. One cup of chia seed, very high in protein, so delicious, really perfect for a breakfast. We have one cup of sunflower seeds, one cup of shredded unsweetened coconut. Check out how good this looks. Like, how could you not want to get healthy eating this? I have no idea. Dried cranberries, one cup. And finally, pumpkin seeds, raw, sprouted, beautiful pumpkin seeds, not salted. Give it a nice little mix with your hands. You don't need oil for this recipe. You need nothing. All you're gonna do is pop it in a 350 degree oven for 30 to 40 minutes until it gets nice and toasty. And we will have homemade muesli, perfect with our homemade yogurt. We are gonna clean up, pop this in the oven, and get started on our homemade bread. This is gonna be a fave of yours, I promise. Hi, I'm Chef Todd Allen Lowe of Allen's Pantry. And when I choose kitchen apparel, Chef Works is the only way to go. It's durable, high quality, and affordable. And I wouldn't be caught dead wearing anything else other than Chef Works apparel on Allen's Pantry. Alrighty, you guys, so homemade bread. This is what I do. I have a very big bread eating family. So I make a loaf of bread every single morning and then I go and I bake it the following morning. So I'm always rotating. I always have a fresh rising loaf sitting next to my stove. And this is how easy it is. You start with self-rising yeast. This is a rapid rise yeast and you can get it at any grocery store. I think I should probably open it like so. And this ends up being about two teaspoons of yeast. To that, in order to activate and wake up the yeast, you need to add three tablespoons of sugar. And I just use a regular spoon for this. So three tablespoons of sugar. Wake up the yeast. And then we need two and one quarter cup of water. 
Now here's the thing with the water. You're gonna turn on the water in the faucet and it is going to become as warm as bath water. If you're gonna go and boil the water, it is going to kill your yeast. So you wanna make sure your water's not too hot. You also wanna make sure your water's not too cold. So just imagine that you are drawing a bath for yourself. That is the temperature of the water that you want. You don't need to be so exact that you take the temperature with a thermometer. It's not some exact science. People have making, been making bread for thousands of years and they've done just fine without professional thermometers. So we are gonna go to the sink right now and get two and one quarter cups of water. Alrighty, you guys, so this is bath temperature water, warm enough to the touch that it's not completely scalding my hand. Two and one quarter cup of water. Ta-da! Cool. Now this is why I love this recipe so much. This recipe that I'm sharing with you is a total beginner bread maker recipe. So you don't have to sit there and knead it, you don't have to do anything. We're throwing all of the ingredients together into a standing mixer and we are gonna allow the bread to rise in a loaf pan for as little as two hours, but you can let it sit for days on end. The longer you let it rest, the better it's gonna taste. It's gonna get nice and sour and delicious. We're gonna add three cups of flour. So I have um, probably about 20 pounds of flour left over from my ravioli making over the winter that I give people as gifts for the holidays. I'm trying to get rid of it, that's why I'm using regular all-purpose flour. But you can use any kind of flour you want. You can use spelt flour, rice flour if you're gluten intolerant. Three cups of flour. And I'm gonna turn this on low so that all of the flour doesn't splatter everywhere. Once that's mixed, I am going to take out my whisk and I am going to add in my bread hook. Alrighty, so this is called a bread hook and I am going to finish off my bread with the bread hook and all of that dough is gonna mix up and just sit around the bread hook beautifully. Alrighty, you guys, so this has been mixing. I'm gonna stop it and I am going to add in a pinch of salt and I'm also gonna take all of the excess flour from around the edges of my bowl Alrighty, and let's do a really healthy pinch of salt. The worst thing in the world is biting into a piece of bread that has no salt. You really, really need it. Alrighty, so this looks a little liquidy to me. I'm gonna add one more cup of flour. 
That's four total cups of flour to two and one quarter cups of water. We also have two teaspoons of dry active yeast and three tablespoons of sugar. This is A's is handmade. It is so handmade. And then we have Martha, who we call Magic Martha. She scoops it up and fills hundreds, thousands of containers. And then they get hand capped, hand sealed, hand stamped, and into the into the refrigerator. This looks perfect. I really hope that you guys try making homemade bread because I think once you start, you'll never go back to store-bought bread again. This is complete. I am going to take a nice loaf pan. I'm going to brush it with olive oil and I am going to let my bread dough rise. If you don't have a loaf pan, it's totally fine. Set it inside of a bowl with and make sure that you do oil it because it will stick and then you can just do a freeform loaf in the oven. By the way, all of these recipes are on my blog myorganicopia.com. If you have any questions, feel free to check it out. It has step-by-step -step instructions, pictures. You can always ask me a question and I will respond relatively quickly. So we have our loaf pan. Now as you can see, this dough is nice and sticky. That's exactly what we want. The reason that I love this recipe is some recipes you have to sit there, you have to knead the dough, you have to let it rest multiple times. It's like this big, drawn out long process and it's probably really hard to have a job and make bread at the same time because it's pretty labor intensive and it's pretty slow, but this one is very easy. And I like it because you just throw all the ingredients together. This dough is already starting to rise. That's how fast it happens. So in two hours time, this will be just bubbling over the top of our loaf pan and it'll be perfect to bake. I love this. This is what I use for sandwiches. Alrighty, I think that's good. Oops. So while this is rising, I think I'm gonna go for a run by the lake and I'm gonna make a really delicious green smoothie. You do need to know that you should put a dry towel over the top of this and keep it in a warm, dry place. That will help 
it rise even faster. Don't put it in the refrigerator because it'll make the yeast go to sleep. So my house is pretty warm. It's gonna sit right there for the next couple of hours. I'm gonna make a smoothie really fast and I cannot wait to go exercise. Hi, I'm Sasha Rockmoretsky, and you're watching Foodie TV. Alrighty, you guys, so I am going to make some juice. I juice every single morning. I have my muesli in the oven. I can smell that it's almost finished. I've got my bread rising. I have my yogurt being made in my nice little crock pot. I love doing everything homemade. I like sometimes pretending that I'm going to be a little Susie homemaker and I would love to get paid to just live. That would be fantastic in every single way. I have this beautiful produce. It's all out of my farm box and my favorite thing to do with all of my produce and especially the produce that I have that's about to go bad, I juice. I juice every single morning. So here's my basic green juice that I make and you can put anything inside of your juice just remember don't make it like so overtly fruity because it's obviously not good for your insulin levels and you should try to get some more veggies in your diet so here's what I like to do I like to take a couple stalks of kale and I have this nice little piece of leftover cantaloupe from breakfast the other morning I think I'm going to add in a carrot, and I have a beet. I love beets. Beets are very, very good for you. When I make my juice, I try to do mostly vegetables with a little bit of fruit just to make it taste better. And then I have some turmeric, nice big old chunk of ginger, so good for my belly. And I'm going to add some celery, a couple stalks, an apple, cut that in half. I think I'll even add a little pineapple. Alrighty. I start with the sweet so that it's like a little sandwich. Sweet, veggies, sweet, delish. Adding the turmeric and the ginger. All my veggies just shoved on in there. good stuff is in here. I know this actually doesn't look green because I added a bunch of other stuff, but it is so, so good for you. 
phantasmagoric. This is so good. So you guys, when you're juicing, drink it as soon as you make it. There are a bunch of live enzymes in here and it's not like they're gonna go away. Obviously, this is better than buying juice at the store, but try to drink it as soon as you make it. I'm gonna chug this. I think my measly is ready. I'm gonna take that out of the oven. I'm gonna go for a quick run. And uh, when we come back from our run, I am gonna finish up our yogurt and bake off that bread. Perfect end to a perfect morning. One of the things that I really love to do every single morning is to take a walk down by the Lexington Creek Trail and go to the lake. It is the perfect way for me to reconnect with nature and I like to keep my mind, body, and spirit healthy, not just eating well, but I like to live well and be well. So let's go back to the kitchen and get some of that homemade muesli. I think it's about done. Hello, I'm Chef Ernie from That Crazy Chef, and you're watching Foodie TV. Woo, baby! That was such a great run. Thank you for going down to the lake with me. I am getting ready to pull the muesli out of the oven. So let's see what that looks like. Remember, it's been cooking for 30 to 40 minutes at 350 degrees, and this is what it looks like. Look at all that. Okay, so the oats have gotten nice and toasty. The quinoa flakes are nice and toasty. All of these beautiful dried fruits have become caramelized, and these nuts have just brought out the perfect nutty flavor in those macadamia nuts and the toasted almonds. I love that, and that is gonna be great with our yogurt. I'm gonna show you guys the next step in our yogurt. This is kind of a long, drawn out process, just remember, and it does take 24 hours. So I'm gonna kinda show you the speeded up version. But we've had our crock pot sitting here, we've brought it up to 185 degrees, okay? So meanwhile, once it got to be 185 degrees, I turned it off and I let it rest until it reached 110 degrees. It's so important because the yogurt making process that activates all of those live cultures will not work if it's below 110 degrees or if it's above 110 degrees. I'm unplugging my crock pot. Alrighty, you guys, so I am gonna put the insert of the crock pot into the oven. Make sure that you do not put the entire crock pot into the oven. <laughs> I've done that before and I don't know what I was thinking, but that is not the right thing to do. Only put the insert into the oven. Take your towel and wrap it up like a little burrito. It's gonna keep it nice and toasty in there. So, it's 10.22 in the morning. 
tomorrow morning, I'm gonna take this out and we're gonna have a perfect, beautiful, homemade yogurt. So here's what the final product looks like, okay? Homemade yogurt, just to let you know so that you don't feel like you've done something wrong, homemade yogurt is runnier than store-bought yogurt. The reason being store-bought yogurt includes pectin, it could have weird like whey fillers and just a bunch of unnecessary ingredients that you do not want in your yogurt. So homemade yogurt is much runnier. So to make Greek yogurt, take your bowl and your colander, pour your yogurt directly inside and let all of the excess whey drain out of your yogurt. It'll take about an hour and you'll find all the excess liquid in the bottom. So I think this is gonna be really nice and tasty with our muesli. So let's try a little bit of that muesli. I'm gonna take a little of this yogurt, just a touch of this muesli. All nice and toasty and delicious. And I want to add just a touch of honey. This is the perfect snack after a workout. Oh, yeah, babe. How good does that look? We also need to get started on our bread. Let's try it out. Bomb.com, you guys. You gotta try this out. Oh, look at that. Look at how beautifully it rose. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're gonna put this in the oven. 350 degrees. 30 minutes, perfect loaf of bread. So good with some fresh whipped butter, maybe some homemade jam. Awesome. Alrighty you guys, so I have the bread in the oven at 350 degrees for 30 minutes. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode of Organicopia, the total organic experience where I am gonna show you some great recipes to make with that bread. One of them being the best sandwich that you're ever gonna have in your life. I wanna thank you so much for being here, for being part of the Organicopia family. Remember, stay hungry and we'll see you soon. Thanks, bye.